It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd, plus... Ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him. Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! And for the first time since we've been doing the WKYC show on Friday, we don't have an NFL game to talk about. Man, what are we going to talk about? Nothing. We're in that strange space where we've got to wait a week for the Super Bowl. But we always keep it real with the Browns talk. This show will pretty much be the grade card show for the Cleveland Browns general manager, Andrew Barry. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Jason Lloyd, G. Bush, and our friend behind the glass, Mikey McNuggets. As we get ready for the 2024 offseason, I figured we'd go back and grade Andrew Barry's 2023 offseason with all the knowledge we've accumulated over the last 365 days, how the moves have panned out, the signings, the draft picks, and the trades. So let's start with the first one, Dalvin Tomlinson, guys. He was the big free agent acquisition. Before you dive in, we're not doing the Flacco move because that was in-season Flacco or Hunt, Hunt because in that season. was in-season. Mm-hmm. Correct. I, I, give them, I give those moves an A. But hard, hard to argue. For another yeah, day. those movies are yeah. raised. Yeah. We'll start with Dalvin Tomlinson, though. The big off-season free agent signing. Four-year, $57 million deal. How would you think it's panned out for the Browns? Who wants to start? I'll give that a B. I mean, he was a good acquisition. He wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't lights out, but they paid him a lot of money. He lived up to the contract. He was good, not great, and they paid him really well. So, I'll say B. B plus, A minus. These guys are on the unsung heroes. You know, they don't yeah. really... They don't have a lot of number crunching or a lot of data that you can compile. It makes them say, wow, look at that. He had 15 tackles and six sacks. Yeah. He had a great time. No, it's the, it's the job of just holding the line, holding the middle, anchoring it down. I thought he did exactly what they brought him here for. It's a B plus, A minus. Um, I, like, I like it a B plus. I, I thought he did a really good job of anchoring down. Some of the stuff you don't see at defense alignment, uh, defensive tackles really don't get sacks. He had three sacks. But I think it's more uh, of, of solidifying the middle of that line. When you watch him uh, you know, go against teams and they want to run the football, I thought he did a good job of plugging it up. You may not see it in the stat sheet, but I think he did a really good job, B plus, and, and it showed with the overall effectiveness of, uh, of the defense. Yeah, I'm in the minority then. Um, I, I have him as a B minus. I like the move, and I do think that he, he filled the need for the Browns. There's no question about that, and he's a huge upgrade at that position. I just think, I, I guess, for the size of the contract, I expected a little bit more in terms of splash, splash plays. Uh, he did make some, and he had some nice plays. And overall, again, I think I like it. I just I can't go as high as a B plus. So for me, I yeah, guess they I'm had paid odd man him, out. You know, if he had been paid eight million a year, you'd well, probably look at it as a higher grade. But I'd give him a B plus. He got paid to be a top notch defensive tackle. He was very good, but he wasn't top notch. And that's why I'm a yeah, B minus. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're splitting hairs here, yeah. but I like him, but I just don't like him to the level that. Uh, the B-plus level. All four in the B range, and that is very fair. Let's go to Juan Thornhill, the safety acquisition. Mm. A three-year, $21 million deal, about $14 million guaranteed. 
G, start us off. C. Grade the Juan Thornhill. C, C. I'm, I'm gonna go with a C. Um, I, I felt that he he needed to make a couple more plays. I know he's pretty good uh, in I, I would say pursuit and run angles and, and being a last man standing back there, preventing big uh, big runs and big catches. But I think I looked for a little more production. He was also banged up most of the year with the calf injury. Um, <clears throat> I expected a little more coming from, from Kansas City. Uh, he's a, a bit of a talker. Um, maybe it was just this year he was banged up a little bit. Maybe we see that next year. But for me. I wanted a little more out of it. I'm going to go with C. Jay? I'm a little lower again. I must be a tough grader. I'm going C minus. And I loved his leadership. I expected the same thing you said. I expected that he was going to come in and be a major tone setter on a defense that needs a leader. And I know Awok in the linebacking core is that guy. And he sort of became that, Thornhill became that vocal leader for the back end of the defense. But I just thought he was going to be a little more impactful. I saw a few too many plays where he was out of position or missed the angle or missed the tackle. Um, I have much higher hopes and expectations for him next year if he's here. I'm with Jay. I got a C- minus here. I might have gone even lower, but he didn't get paid, to be fair. We right. talked about with Tomlinson. He got paid like a solid safety, not an elite safety. And I thought he was a little below that. So I, I'm, I'm going to say C-. minus. I'm actually a little bit higher. I would say C+, plus just because... I said it before, I thought that there was a lot of plays where he was the last man standing and he got him He got him down. It may not look like a big play in the moment, but if he missed that tackle, that plays out of the gate for 30, 40 yards or maybe even a touchdown. So, But that's his job. I thought, oh, well, I know, and I thought he did it. And toward the end of the year, I think he did fall off a little bit. Maybe it was injury or everything else. But for the first half to three-quarters of the year, I thought he played all right. All right. Moving on, Agbo, this third defensive end, a three-year, $19 million deal on the smaller end. Uh, Jason, start us off. What did you make the Ogbo signing? He's a tough dude, man. I'll give him uh, B, just B to B plus, just because of the toughness that he showed coming back and playing on a torn peck. That's unbelievable to do. He he fills a role. He's not an every down edge rusher, but he's a third down specialist pass rusher. I thought they got their money's worth. I, I thought, as you can see by my grades, I thought Andy Barry nailed the the free agent class in totality for the most part. I, I thought they did a great job. I give him a B plus, man. I think he's a specialist. Uh, you need those kind of guys when you want Jim Schwartz to be, you know, rushing and bringing in all these other defensive ends. I thought he did a good job of having some production. Uh, four and a half sacks is pretty good for a guy that's not playing every single down. Plus, he showed some toughness coming back, um, you know, from that that torn peck. I, I'll give it a B plus, and I think um, next year I'm looking for him to take another jump to get around the eight sack mark uh, with the production. I'm actually a little higher than you guys on this one. I'm an A minus. And for the reason that you started your uh, discussion points, if, 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 if you probably no one here has had a torn peck, I haven't, but I've talked to people that have. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly painful. Guys have worked through it, but the guys that I know that had worked through it prior to this one were absolute warriors. I'm assuming that he's nothing but the exact same thing. I liked him a lot. I really liked him a lot. And I'm with you. I expect even more production out of him next year. I think that number four and a half is going to be up maybe in the six to eight range. I'd be happy with that. This is not good, Jay. And I agree on a second straight Whoa. one. I'm an A minus as wow. well. I factor in the money again. He got paid like just like a nobody. I, I thought mean, it was a deal, actually. Six million a year for a guy who was a very productive number three pass rusher. Yeah, there's still room to grow. But I, I, I thought for what you paid him, he was very productive. Uh, and... You guys all mentioned the toughness that puts that put me that took me from uh, 
a B plus to an A minus to toughness. I think because he's not an every down player is probably yeah. what hurts his value a little bit in terms sure. of free agent. I actually took that into yeah. account. He's not paid like an every down player. They didn't bring him here to be an every down player. Yeah. He what they needed him to do, I thought he did and exceeded what I had hoped he yeah. had done. And by the way, I love the pain on Bull's face when he said this is not <laughs> oh. good. No, I, I, I agree kid. with Jay I'm and two in a kidding, row. But I know, you know. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Next. So the Andrew Berry and the Browns signed like 20 guys. We're going to whittle it down to the guys who sure. really impacted the field. So we're going to rapid fire here. Uh, Jason and Bull, you answer this next one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It's a combo. Shelby Harris, Mohurst combination. Both the, guys. The belly rubbers. Rotation. Yeah. Yeah, we, I'm a belly rubber. Uh, <laughs> a, a plus, baby. I mean, I thought those guys were both highly productive. I know Hurst got hurt. But uh, Shelby Harris was really good. And when Hurst was healthy, he was really good. And you paid those guys virtually nothing. I think those are A plus. Those were A plus moves. GMs really show their acumen by what they do on the margins. When you can nail a one-year contract for minimal money and they become big-time contributors, that's when you're really earning your keep. He hit on both of those guys. You know, Moe's had a ton of injuries in his career. Delivered on a one-year deal. Hopefully, I'd love to see both of those guys back. Yeah. 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 A-plus also? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A-plus is around. All right, moving on. Jay and G, this one's for you. Marquise Goodwin, the speedster receiver who we didn't see a lot of this year. This one hurts me way. because I know him personally. Um, he and my son are friends from the long jump world, but this one's an F. Mm. And it's, it really, really – and it's not because of Marquise. I think he gave us what we all said we were going to get from him at his advanced age. He was hurt first with the blood clots. Obviously, none of these are no fault of his own. Then he missed a lot of time with concussions. But he had, I think, 65 or 67 yards receiving, and 57 of those were on one throw. Can you give him an F-plus for that one play? You know what? Because he is such – and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. He is – such a wonderful human being. Yeah. Caring, compassionate, kind. And he gets the F plus. F plus. <laughs> G- Listen, um, he's a, he's a man of faith. As I, yes. I'm going to give him a D minus. Um, You're a the, bigger man than the, me. The good Lord above <laughs> said, "Come on now, don't play around with me. I got you." Uh, you it's a shame. Because I think it is a shame. I, I Are you saying that if you're religious, you should get higher grades? I, I, I like. I think that's kind of outrageous. Like-minded, right? Listen, it's okay. a, you just hey, I identify. Let's go. I, but here's the thing: I still got to give him low grade. Um, and he he was a guy that I thought was going to open this up. We talked about people going to camp, people to, to that, that were going out there watching him, and they said, "Man, this guy's Deshaun Watson is electric. He's throwing, he's catching the football, he's he's, he's spreading the field, and, and you know, he just didn't." really work for him didn't really happen the one thing that I think really hurt him in his time here were the early season underthrows yeah to him yeah, yeah I had I had yeah. guys tell me you can't overthrow Marquise Goodwin he yeah. is an Olympic caliber sprinter and the fact that those early ones didn't connect yeah I think set the tone for his time mm-hmm. here it's too bad Couple re-signings that were key, and Jay and Bull, you'll answer this one, but Bull, I'll let you go first to see if Jay copies you. Re-signing <laughs> Ethan Pochich. What grade do you give Andrew Barry for that? I give that a, an A. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ethan Pochich 
was a great addition when they first signed him. He, he had been a bust as a pick with Seattle. He had not played well there. And thanks to the great Bill Callahan, who we cannot survive without. Yeah, we can. Uh, Bill Callahan is great, though. Uh, he, he helped improve his game. Ethan Pochich helped improve his game. And he was very good again this year. Not quite as good as the year before, so I'll go A, not A+, plus, but A for me. Yeah, I'm giving this one an A+. Plus. Um, and I'm, I know it was an offseason signing because they brought him back. Yeah. But I'm also factoring in the fact that we got him here in the first place. Jason told me something on our YouTube show earlier today that I did not know that also changes my opinion of him. He said that Ethan Posick, when he was looking for a team, weighed heavily into the uh, idea to come to Cleveland that they had Bill Callahan as the offensive line Bill. coach. Bill. Yeah. what I call him. Bo Callahan. Yeah, Bill Callahan. That was from draft day. Yeah. The reason... Freudian slip. The yeah. reason I think that matters is because that tells me he's a guy who is driven to be the best he can be. I want to go be pushed. I want to go to play for a great coach. I think he's been one, not as good as the Amari Cooper trade, yeah. but right close with it That's for me. That's been a great addition. The so. other big re-signing, bringing Taki Taki back, who played a ton because of Anthony Walker's injury. G, Jason, what grade do you give that? B+. Plus. I, I think he's the starting middle linebacker next year. Switching positions may have saved his career. He looked like just a guy being on the outside two years ago, not this season, last season. Injuries forced him to move in the middle, and you thought, okay, maybe there's something here. They bring him back. A walk goes down again. Taki goes in the middle again, and really it looks like a, a very formidable <clears throat> middle linebacker in the NFL. I expect him to be the starter there next year. A-minus, Jason. Um, I, I, I love what he does. Uh, like you said, he moved to the middle linebacker. He g- communicates good, solid tackler. Um, really good locker room guy, can move a little bit laterally. I, I think he's going to have a, a, a great year being a middle linebacker next year, and I think they bring him back uh, really productive, and um, I'm excited to see what him and JLK can do for an entire season. And I'll open this up to everybody, but one move Andrew Berry didn't make was letting Jadavian Clowney walk who had a great season with Baltimore. I know it's a move he didn't make, and they brought in Zadarius Smith and everyone else, but how do you grade Andrew Berry on allowing I can't blame Clowney him for that. A plus plus. Now, he, credit to him, he had a great year he in Baltimore. Did. That's it fine. would not have worked here. You had to let him go. I don't blame Barry for he's, that. There's a reason why he's on a different team almost every year. The Browns tried it two years in a row, and they got burned his second year here. He's a, he's a, he's a mercenary. Hey, you know, it's like going out on a date with a beautiful woman, and you sit there and look at each other and don't talk the whole time. Hey, it's better yet serve somewhere else. It didn't work out. Hey, he had a good year, but at the end of the day, he burned the bridge, leaving out of here by saying all the things he did. Good job by not bringing him back. Yeah, unfortunately, they couldn't bring him back yeah. because the way he his time ended here after the first year. Um, he had nine and a half sacks here, I believe. I think he had the same number with the Ravens this year, if I'm not mistaken, or very, very close. Um, I, again, it's really hard to be too critical. He He's a good player on a one-year deal yeah. because you keep him motivated. You keep his engine churning. But in the playoff game, I, I, I was kind of down on the fact that he was in Baltimore. But in the playoff game and what little impact he had, I, I, it reaffirmed my belief that they made the right decision not to bring him back. All right, we're going to take a break. We continue grading Andrew Barry, the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. We've talked about all of these offseason free agent moves. But what about the trades? We're going to dive into that when the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show comes back on WKYC Channel 3.
Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Uh, with no games to talk about, we're just manufacturing content. And today, we're pretty much putting Andrew Barry on the hot seat. We're looking at all the moves he made in the offseason leading up to last year. We just went through all the free agent signings. Mike, we're going to do the trades that he made. And I think he made three trades, and you're going to show yep. the player we got and the assets we gave up, and then we'll give our grades. Who do we start with? Let's start with Zadarius Smith. Now, I forgot when this trade went down. The Browns actually got a sixth and a seventh round pick in next year's draft, along with Zadarius Smith, but they traded a 2024 fifth and a 2025 fifth. So two fifths for Zadarius Smith, a sixth and a seventh. Grade the trade. I mean, it's a C. That's uh, yep, right? yep, it's, yep. He didn't. He had a. He was okay. He was disappointing. They didn't give up a ton. In the end, you gave up fifth-round picks for a sixth and a seventh to get him. That's fine. It's totally in mid. It was a money dump by Minnesota. Yeah. Did the Browns get full value out of that? Probably not on the contractual side. But, but it wasn't like he was terrible. Right, so, given how yeah. little he gave up for it. I still think there's a chance he comes back. Maybe yeah. I'm totally off on that. I haven't talked to anyone. Yeah. But just because of, there, it is still a position to need, yeah. I just wonder if they can get something done. You know, I talked to Mary Kay, and she said that they – she thought that they should bring him back. I'll give it a C plus um, just because the, uh, of, of the Minimoski picks they gave up. I mean, it's a fifth. What do you mean? They, you know, you can't buy no uh, bag of peanuts with a fifth round pick. He did a solid job. I thought he was a good locker room dude. Um, but we didn't really see the production, especially the way I was ranting and raving about it. I thought this was going to be a tandem that Miles Garrett was actually going to get somebody that played up to the double-digit sacks on the other side. Didn't happen. I'll give it a C+. Plus. He, he was a decently uh, productive guy, decent locker room guy. Well, I'm building the reputation as the professor that no students want to take my class. No curve for you? No. I'm, I'm a little more harsh. It's a C-. minus. I agree. The assets were pretty much a wash. Mm-hmm. But I when this trade was announced I was really excited Super. because he was a name player but Bull dug into his last year in Minnesota and told all of us at the time guys his production really waned at the halfway point of the season yeah. I didn't follow him closely enough there to know that mm. you looked into it and you were absolutely right um, I will be shocked if he comes I don't want to say shocked it'll be a surprise to me if he comes back he doesn't I feel like a starter anymore like no. he's a rotational player yeah now. and and because Jim Schwartz had so much success with rotating guys in, and they yeah. all looked good. I think he's going to try to upgrade at that particular I think spot. they should. Next trade was Elijah Moore, and this was a pick swap as well because the Browns mm-hmm. got Elijah Moore and the 74th pick from the Jets. The Jets received the Browns' second-round pick at number 42. So a pick swap and Elijah Moore. G. Bush, start us off. How do you grade this trade? Uh, this, this is tough for me. Uh, I'm going to give this a C-. Not because of what the picks they gave up. It's just simple fact that you're looking at the production that we thought we were going to get. This guy was talked about as if he was going to be not just a number two. This could be a 1B type guy uh, to Amari Cooper. Um, You look at his production. We didn't see the playbook. They had him in the backfield. They sold us on him being a Percy Harvin type, running the ball in reverses. We saw a couple of reverses, and that was it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it a, a, a C- minus for me. Guys? It's a D-plus for me. Yeah. And for what he was billed to be and what they got, they could. I feel like they could have got better value had they just stayed at 42 and drafted a receiver. So, he's a jag to me. He's just a guy. This is an F. This is a terrible trade. Yeah. Because, first of all, so the trade ends up being Elijah Moore and Cedric Tillman. Now, we'll never know who the Browns would have taken if they would have stayed there, but – they could have gotten Jalen Reed or Tank Dell. Those guys had major impact as rookies. Tank Dell was a star. 
If Tank Dell hadn't gotten hurt, he probably would have been in the Pro Bowl as a rookie. I mean, that's how good he was. So if you had, I mean, if, now again, we don't know that he would have taken him, but he was available. If I told you right now, you could trade Elijah Moore and Cedric Tillman for Tank Dell. Oh, I Everybody mean, sign up. me up. Yep. Yeah. My yeah. God. And even Jalen Reed, who was good for Green Bay, I'd still take him over those two guys combined. Me, it's an F. Yeah, it's an F for me, too. I had big expectations. And again, it goes back to what I've been saying on the YouTube show for a while now. Whatever criterion the Browns are prioritizing in selecting wide receivers, be it the draft or trade, with the exception of Amari Cooper, who is already a proven and known commodity, the guys that they're speculating on to become stars, Crazy. they have a terrible batting average on those, and it's an F for me. All right, let's go to one from an F. If anyone doesn't give this an A, I'll be shocked. But Dustin Hopkins for a 2025 seventh-round pick. A++. Plus a. Plus. a. Yeah, A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Yeah. This is easy. That, yeah. That's the easiest no one debate. we've had so far. No debate. I mean, and that was, honestly, like, I know that Flacco was a huge, like, lottery ticket that you didn't expect to hit on. And I would say even Kareem Hunt lived up to exceeded expectations for me anyhow. But this guy is right there with Flacco in terms of what we got out of him and what we expected. Good job out of the Browns. Easy money. That gives us a little more time to talk about the draft after the break. Today, though, 5 o'clock, the Ultimate Cavs show makes its debut. Make sure you tune in on our YouTube channel. Jay, you want to take us to break? I do, but I want to punch that a little bit stronger. If you're a Cavaliers fan... You will not only want to watch the inaugural episode of the Ultimate uh, Cleveland Cavs show, you're going to become a regular viewer. Jason and McNuggets as a team are going to knock this show out of the park. More Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on WKYZ after our final timeout. All right, we'll wrap up this Friday edition of the WKYC Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We've been grading Andrew Barry. We've done the trades. We've done the free agents. Now we're going to do the draft class, and that also includes the undrafted free agent, Ronnie Hickman. But let's put up the, if you would, Mike, I guess the, the whole class so we can remind everybody who they acquired in this rookie class. Yeah, so we're going to give a grade on the entire rookie hall. And just to remind everybody, they took Cedric Tillman with the 74th pick, Siaki Ika at 98 overall, Dewan Jones at 111, Isaiah McGuire, the defensive end, at 128, DTR at 140, Cam Mitchell 142, Luke Whipler at 190, and Ronnie Hickman was there undrafted free agent Jim. Also, uh, Mohamed Diatabe. I definitely pronounced that totally okay. wrong. Can you put the first page up again one more time? Steve, go back one, please. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I mean, to me, this is it's a it's a B to B plus class. Dewan Jones nailed it. That saves it. Ronnie Hickman was great as an undrafted free agent. Uh, You know, Tillman Tillman showed more than Anthony Schwartz and David Bell have to this point. I think, you know, was he a home run? No, he wasn't a home run at 74. But there's enough there that I want to see more out of it. Ika didn't really get a ton of opportunities. He didn't really flash in the few that he got. That's to be determined. 
But overall, I, I thought that they did better. They, they hit on more than they've missed. And the misses, I don't even know are complete misses. I think we just need to see more time on them. I just think I'm going to see. I mean, Dewan Jones was a major hit. but And Ronnie Hickman's a nice player. Cedric Tillman has potential. But DTR I'll, and Cam Mitchell. Like, I think DTR is going to be fine yeah, but I, as a backup. I, outside, of, outside of Draymond, uh, uh, or not Draymond, uh, Dewan Jones. Is there anybody you're sure is a starter? No. But but in fairness, this was the hardest one for me. Yeah. Uh, I, the right answer is kind of incomplete, yeah. isn't it? Because there's yeah, one year of hay in the barn. That's true. I have to see more from these guys because I know <clears throat> that the jump from college to pro at certain Fair. positions yeah. is very difficult. Now, the, I'll just it, say it's a C for now. It that's change, fair. That's certainly. fair. Yeah. I, I, I'm at a C also, and because it's the closest thing that I give yeah. to an incomplete, really. It's not a fail. It's not a home run. The home run in the draft class is Dewan Jones. I think he's an answer at the offensive line for 10 years. And that's what if you want when you take healthy. healthy. I'm worried if about he that. If he's such healthy. a massive figure, he's huge. you worry yeah. about the joints. You worry about of the course knees, you do. the ankles. But there have been guys his size. size that have had 15-year career. Yeah. Walter Jones, you know, there's a lot of examples. It looks like a big hit, especially uh, considering he where he was drafted. So to me, he is the big hit. I don't know who the big fail is yet. There's a couple guys that we just couldn't even begin to guess. I, I mean, Ika was a... Th- uh, Third Four, round. Third round pick, and he looks like nothing at this point. So far. And he hasn't played yeah, enough. Right. But. I'm looking at it like this. If you find a starter in the draft that where you find DeJuan Jones, especially as an impact position of offensive tackle, you take it. I, I like that. I'm going to give it a C plus. Uh, I think Hickman can turn into somebody. Um, I think Whipler will start to pay dividends. You'll see him play a little more guard, a little more center this year. Um, and then besides that, Cedric Tillman has the requisite tools. I just want to see him lock in a little bit more, run the, route, the right routes, and, and, contend, and go up and contest and, and get contested catches, which they got him for. He looked like he gave up on a couple routes. I'll give it a C plus. All right. So, in general, we're right around a C. You know, yeah. B, B my, you I think know? I'm higher. He was, I was a B plus. I was B to B plus. Yeah. All right. Wow. All right. Well, time will tell. This one really, for me, anyhow, it was the most difficult Real one. Real quick around the horn, and I mean really quick because we got 30 seconds. Overall grade for the offseason in 2023 for Andrew Barry. B minus. B. B plus? B. B. All right. Solid B. Well, I, I like the it. highest grade. Huh. I like His it. His name begins with a B, and that's about what we give him. Yeah. All right. We're out of time. Uh, this reminder, if you like what you see here on WKYC, two hours live streaming every day on the YouTube channel. Just look for UCSS in your Google search bar. Have a great weekend. We're back next week to talk about the Super Bowl. Peace. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.